Welcome back to the Hungry for Success podcast. I am your host, Michael Phelps. On this episode, I talked to another super inspirational guest, Jeremy, who has lost over 120 pounds and recently uh, had weight loss surgery so he could take his journey to the next level. We covered a lot of different topics, nutrition, exercise, mindset, and we really dove deep into how Jeremy's been able to make this drastic change all while being a father and a teacher and a family member and all this stuff uh, that life's thrown at him. So if you guys like this episode, be sure to share it with your family or friends or just share a screenshot on social media. Uh, Whatever you can do to help is super, super appreciated. Also, be sure to check out the Hungry for Success uh, Facebook community. We're trying to get a bunch of people in there, a bunch of interaction, and really just start a community where we can help and support each other. Um, But with that said, here he is. Here is Jeremy. Jeremy, how you doing, man? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. It's a a good day. Took off work today and just getting getting some stuff done. I went to the dreaded DMV today to update my car registration you know all the super fun exciting stuff that we have to do as adults oh yeah yeah those places are are never fun yeah and even more fun now with uh COVID-19 I basically got turned away because I didn't have an appointment and so now I have to make an appointment and go back another day it's uh thrilling stuff but how's uh how's life treating you man how's uh how's everything going really good everything's going uh extremely well uh recovery is going ex- really good from surgery and uh you know things are going um as planned awesome that's great to hear uh so for the people i've been following you for a while on instagram we've talked back and forth a little bit um and your stuff is definitely uh motivational and and you know pointing people in the right direction but uh, for those who don't know about your story, can you give us a little bit of background about yourself and, you know, your struggles with, with weight and food and all that different stuff? Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've struggled with weight, uh, a long time, um, going back to high school, you know, offensive lineman, that kind of thing. And just, you know, and then all of a sudden later on in life, it just creeped up and weight just started gaining. And, um, it was like two January 2019, I hit like my all-time high of 386, I think it was. Um, and I think that's when I realized, I was like, wow, I'm that close to 400 pounds. And it was like a light bulb went on that uh, something needed to change. And uh, so I, uh, I started my journey. I started working out, started lifting again, started uh, cardio uh, and losing weight. And then... Um, was uh, March of 2020 when I talked to my doctor about surgery and um, got put on to uh, with the surgery center here in Maine. And, uh, you know, uh, I had to go through a six month uh, program on that and then had surgery in November. So um, all in all, I think right now I'm since that January uh, 2019, I have lost 120 pounds. Um, so I lost 90 before surgery uh and then the rest has been after well first of all congratulations on 120 pounds man i mean that's big that's definitely a life-changing type weight to lose and um probably definitely added some years to your life some some better health uh so first of all i mean just congrats to you for that man that's uh, awesome stuff thank you you're welcome um so what I want to get into, there's a bunch of things I want to get into about your story, but, um, one of those is like, so were you, you know, growing up always like an athlete? Yeah. I, uh, I mean, since grade school, I played football, I wrestled, uh, and then I did track and stuff like that. But yeah, I was always like into sports, always playing sports. Um, you know, we would do wrestling tournaments all summer and those kind of things. And um, so, yeah, very involved in sports. So the reason that might seem like a weird question, but the reason that I ask you that is because that's like a common thread that I see in a lot of 
bigger guys is so like you've been an athlete your whole life and a lot of times being bigger has paid off for you throughout those times like when you're a wrestler being the big guy in the room you know pays off and then uh you said like you're an offensive lineman so obviously a lot of times as long as you're still um have good movement good footwork being the bigger guys what uh helps you succeed and you're almost like rewarded for that so i know personally for me i was at a very similar journey in that you know, uh, a lot of those same sports, I was a bigger guy and I was rewarded for that and never saw it as an issue because it never held me back from anything. Yeah, no, um, you know, we were rewarded with food and, you know, when you're an offensive lineman and, you know, you just, you know, and at that young age, you can just eat and eat and eat and work out and it wasn't as bad. Um, and then when you get older, it just doesn't work as well. <laughs> And then yeah. just the weight just creeps and creeps and creeps. Um, and then sometimes you don't even realize how, you know, how bad it's gotten and how big you really are. Um, and then until that light bulb hits and you realize you got to do something for your family, you know, you know, I have a wife and daughter and, you know, I, I want to be here for them forever. And, and, you know, or as long as I can and um, don't want, you know, I don't want, my weight and my choices to impact their, you know, that life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely not. Um, because you want to be here for them to make sure that they have a good life and to to support and provide and protect and, you know, all those things that as a parent you want to do. Um, but one thing I want to go back to is you talked about that light bulb moment, because I think that happens to the majority of people. What happens to the majority of people is that they, go on and live their daily life every day they're in the struggle they're in the ground they're working hard towards certain goals but maybe just not on themselves right you know they might work be working on their their career their family or so on and and they lose track of themselves and they they add that five pounds 10 pounds 15 pounds a year and over the it's like the it's like the same thing with lifting you know you can lift for six months and day to day you don't notice any change but at the end of the year if you live consistently you notice massive changes from pictures well if you're not tracking that change with weight gain it can be the same thing you don't notice it until you've put on 15 20 30 pounds and that can happen over a couple years and you've gained 100 pounds you know so how did you what made you realize like so i know you said you saw 386 and you realized that was close to 400 was that the light bulb moment or was there like a health issue or you know like a comment or something like that that stuck out to you that made you realize how your weight had gotten away from you um i mean saying getting close to 400 was the big moment um you know i was on i mean blood pressure medicine um those kind of things and you know, then they had to add another blood pressure medicine because that the one they had me on wasn't working. So I'm like on two blood pressure medicines. And it just like was a culminating, you know, stuff. Um, I wasn't able to do as much playing with my daughter. Uh, you know, I would get down the floor to play with her and it would take me, you know, a couple minutes to get up off the floor. I mean, and, and, and you know, being like that, I was just like this, this, this it's not good. It's not right. Uh, and, and I got to change something to make it better. Um, and, and that, that was the, you know, all of, I think all of that together came to a head, like, and, um, really pushed me to want to change my life. Well, now, since you've lost 120 plus pounds, I know some of that's changed because you're definitely able to, uh, you know, play and interact with your daughter. Cause I see you making the TikToks, man. You're going to be oh, a TikTok yeah. star. Yeah, right. No, that, I mean, that, that was a, that was a quarantine thing. Like we were just, you know, goofing around, not much to do. And, uh, you know, uh, just trying to, you know, make things entertaining and that kind of stuff. And now it's just, you know, we just do them here and there and put them on Instagram and uh, they're just fun to do with her and she loves them and she's having fun. So that's, that's, you know, the important part of it. Yeah. So, um, You know, one reason I bring that up is because you seem um, from like social media to be a very, you know, involved dad. And you talked about like that was part of the reason you wanted to to lose the weight. And then um, so one thing that I hear from a lot of people um, is, 
you know, I have kids. I don't have time to go to the gym. I don't, you know, eating right is hard because I have work. I got kids. So how do you, you know, balance work and life and, and being a very involved dad with your uh, fitness and, and meal prepping and all that kind of thing? I mean, I know kids take time, work and life takes time, but then also like, you know, kids don't always eat the best food. <laughs> you know, they, they want some snacks. How, how do you deal with, with that kind of stuff? Um, well, what I did, I uh, started doing was, um, I was working out in the afternoon and I would come home from work. I'm a teacher. So I'd come home from work, but a lot of days I found myself like things would pop up. Like, Oh, I got to go to the store. I got to go do here. I got to do there. And I was like, this isn't working. It's not, you know, it wasn't good. So I switched things up and I get up at three 30 in the morning and I go to the gym at four and like, it was rough at first, but now it's just routine. Like just put it into my day, but I go from, you know, four to six in the morning, you know, four to, you know, about six. And I give myself that time. And, um, I live on a high school. We live in a dorm, um, at a private school in Maine. And, uh, so we have our gym is right here. So that that's helpful. Um, but I go there at early in the morning and just get it done with, um, and that way it's my time. It's like my therapy time too, um, that I take, you know, it's just me, the gym and, you know, get work done. And, um, but at first, you know, it was a sacrifice because like, you know, you want to sleep, you, you know, those kind of things, but it was like, do I want to sleep or do I want to just get work done? And it wasn't working uh, after school. She wants to play, she wants to do things. And I felt like I was taken away from her time by, saying, oh, I'm going to go to the gym and for two hours. So they're sleeping. I don't have to worry about it. And I just, you know, um, you know, don't have to worry about it and get it what I need to get done. Yeah, I think that's a great point to be made. And I actually kind of talked about that on the last podcast is, you know, you got to be selfish a little bit with your time, mm -hmm. but also trying to um, make the time that you are selfish, not interfere with, well, I guess selfish in that context is not really the right word but taking that time for yourself making yourself a priority but doing it in a time that allows you uh, to still be with your family allow you still to get other priorities so you know doing it in the morning when everyone's asleep that's a perfect opportunity to take advantage of but another thing that you said that stuck out to me there was you know you sacrificed the sleep that you were used to or whatever um you know, everybody wants to get an extra couple hours in bed. And I do firmly believe that sleep is super important, but sometimes you have to make sacrifices to hit the goals that you want. You have to be willing to make those sacrifices to add those years to your life, to be around with your family and those kind of things. And so I think that's a really important takeaway for people listening to this. You might not want to get up at four o'clock in the morning. You might not want to take an hour of your day to meal prep. You might not want to, to do whatever, but sacrifice is what it takes to get to a point where you're at, where you've lost 120 pounds. Right. And it really, um, you know, I did this before, you know, I, I would years ago, I would try and lose the weight and all that kind of stuff, but it wasn't until I made those sacrifices and those steps to, to do these things that I really saw the success that I have right now and, and losing the weight and keeping it off and those kind of things. Um, you know, it, it took a lot of that stuff and I, I guess years ago, I wasn't willing to make those sacrifices. And, you know, now I'm like, oh, wow, you know, it was really, you know, dumb of me to do those kind of things and, you know, sabotage myself. And uh, I could have done this, you know, years ago. Um, but, you know, hopefully, you know, talking about this, people hear it and, and, you know, learn from my mistakes is, you know, you've got to put the time in. Yeah, you got to. So, I mean, it, it's a direct, your, um, your progress is a direct, uh, reflection of your effort essentially, right? The more effort you put in, the more progress you're going to make. And sometimes that progress is really slow and it is, uh, you know, it's hard, it's frustrating, but you know, the thing I, I tell people, if you keep putting in the effort and making the right choices, being disciplined, you, you're going to make progress. It can be oh, yeah. very slow. It can be very fast, but you're going to make progress and any progress is good progress. So I think what you're saying is great. I mean, making those sacrifices, putting in the effort is how you get to where you are now. But one thing that, you know, I, I want to ask you about is 
you said, you know, you've tried this a bunch of times before, and I'm sure that you were putting in a lot of effort then, just, you know, it didn't last. So what is really the main mindset difference between then and now? What's made you be willing to give, to make the sacrifices? What's, what's changed? Um, I mean, it, it goes with a lot of different things. Like support from home is amazing. You know, my wife and daughter really support what's going on right now and the weight loss and, um, how well I'm doing and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, the support from Instagram that I have, you know, the, all the friends and, uh, in the community, uh, that support me and, uh, we, you know, just hype each other up and, you know, that helps as well. And I don't think I had that the last time I didn't, you know, have all those support systems put in place to, you know, to, to be behind me and push me. And, you know, when I was feeling like I wanted to give up, like they're telling me, you know, you know, don't quit, you know, you got this, keep going. Um, and I think, you know, that's a good thing. I mean, the community on Instagram, um, you know, I, I never thought I would get into a community as great as what it is. And, um, you know, and that's what I'm trying to help out those that are starting and um, that they don't give up and, and they push through it and they want to continue. Um, Cause there was so many times that I would start, you know, this journey. And then I had, you know, it would be like, why am I doing this? Or, you know, it was just too easy to give up. And, you know, uh, now with the, with all my friends and all those uh, and family, it, it's, I don't want to put them, I don't want to see. Um, I don't want to give up on them. I don't want to, you know, lose uh, the friendships and not even just that, it's just, I don't want to make it. So I'm disappointing to them as giving up. Uh, and, and I think that's what keeps me going and pushing. Yeah. And I think a point to be made here is like, at the end of the day, you are doing this journey for you. Right. But, and that's what people say, like you do it for you. If you do it for other people, you know, it's not going to last, blah, blah, blah. But you, you can do it for more than just yourself. Like I've done this so that I can be healthy so that I can be confident so that I can, you know, live longer. But part of that is also so that I can live longer for my family and friends and, and be around, you know? So like, I'm not just doing it for myself. I'm doing it for me and my loved ones. And so one thing, you know, I listened to a podcast recently and they were talking about uh, like, males and masculinity and stuff and they were talking about a lot of men have been really like raised to have the the like lone wolf approach right like I, i'm doing it on my own i'm strong i'm independent and you know some sometimes we need some of that but sometimes that can be like a negative so when you're trying to take on this lifelong journey by yourself you're not sharing it with anybody you're not relying on other people for support you can you know, it's a lifelong battle and to do that completely by yourself is almost impossible. You have to have some sort of support. Now, I don't want anybody to take this in their own context. Self-accountability is the biggest thing, right? Nobody's going to stop you from going to McDonald's and getting a Big Mac, but you, you know, but not wanting to disappoint people, like having those external factors are in support are a major part of this journey if you want to make it a lifelong event. Right. And that's so true. Like, you know, I want to prove to my, you know, show my daughter that, you know, if you put hard work in, if you sacrifice, if you do all those things, you know, good things will come out of it. And I think that's a good lesson for her to see growing up and um, for her future of, you know, be it if she's in sports, if she's in ballet, if she's with school, you know, you got to push through, you got to just keep going. And, you know, that hard work will show and will pay off. And, you know, quitting is not, you know, the, a good option and not the best choices. Um, and I think doing this and showing her that and talking with her about things, um, and the process, um, you know, cause she brought up questions of, you know, why do you have to have the surgery and why do you, cause she, you know, she's nine, she doesn't understand all of why I'm doing what I'm doing. And, you know, I had those talks with her and, you know, she understands now and, you know, it's, it's really cool to see, you know, her progression through this as well. Yeah. I think that's a really, um, 
powerful learning lesson because when you look at how people learn and the best ways to influence people, in, in my opinion, you know, leadership comes down a lot to leading by example and by you you taking control of your life, leading by example, showing that hard work and dedication and that sacrifice that we talked about. Um, and then, you know, even with the surgery, like using the tools that are provided to you to maximize your output, that is, I mean, not just for your daughter, but for your wife and everybody leading by example like that is, you know, I mean, that's a, a massive step in the right direction. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, you know, and you know, I get a, you know, comments and all that kind of stuff of, you know, I didn't even realize how much I guess of an influence at times I was to people, um, following my story and those kind of things. And that's, you know, a really cool thing to hear. And, and that entails pumps me up to keep going and doing what I'm doing as well. Um, hearing, you know, people just, you know, message me and like, thank you for the inspiration. I'm like, Whoa, wait a minute. You know, uh, it, it wasn't anything I went into this looking for or you're trying and, you know, I just try to put out a positive message to people. And, um, you know, I think, I think we need that in this world right now. It's, it's just more positivity and less negativity. And, you know, anybody can do this. Like it's not, I don't have any special powers or anything like that. It was just wanting and, you know, wanting to do it and wanting to succeed and pushing through it is the biggest part of this whole journey. Yeah. So that's actually another thing I wanted to ask you about is you have built like a decent following on social media. I mean, I think you're over 5,000 followers now. And while that might not be like Instagram influencer level, right? That's you put 5,000 people in a lot of room and you're like, Holy shit, this is a lot of people, you know? Um, so that is a lot of lives to be possibly affected or touched or, you know, journeys to, to be inspired. Why do you think that you've been able to develop that following like that? Why do you think that so many people, you know, feel connected to you? Um, uh, I, I think I just try to keep it, you know, simple and real. And, um, like I said, you know, I just want to put out positive con you know, content and um, build people's confidence up because that's a huge thing. Like when your confidence can, when you can build your confidence, I mean, you have like sky's the limit. Um, and, and it's, you know, it, it doesn't take much to build the confidence. Like my confidence was low as could be like bottom uh, when I started all this. And, and I could, you know, now looking back, like people's like, you know, I could see that you know, it's building, it's growing and those kind of things. And I want other people to feel that like, it's amazing. Um, you know, how you feel when you, you, when you look back at where you started to where you're, where, you, you know, where you've gone and just know like, wow, I did this, like, this is what I did. And if everybody could feel that and, and stick with it, it, you know, it's, it's worth all the work and um, time that you put into it. Well, I can tell you losing 120 pounds, I know from personal experience is a hell of a confidence boost. Mm -hmm. I mean, you feel like you kind of can accomplish anything at that point. So has that same confidence spilled over into other parts of your life, say your career, or your family life or anything like that? Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, being a teacher, you know, uh, it's also showing like, you know, the kids there, like, I, that's one big thing I talk about with them is like their confidence in what their schoolwork is and what they're doing. And, uh, you know, preach a lot of that to them. Um, and that has a big imp impact on them. Um, you know, the, you know, in, in our in family, like, you know, just trying to be the best husband, be the best dad I can be every day. Um, and, you know, knowing I'm going to probably screw up sometimes here and there. And yeah, we all do. Um, but you know, you just get back up and try to do better the next day. You know, it's every day you just got to be a better version of you. And, um, if you can do that and try to stay positive with it, you know, I think things will be better. Yeah. And I, find, grow. I find that a lot of people who take on this fitness journey and are successful develop like an overall growth mindset, right? Like, so exactly what you just said. Um, trying to be a little bit better every day that, you know, that mentality of I'm going to be 1% better every day. 
or at least 1% better every day is, mm-hmm. you know, I found that a lot of people who take on this fitness journey and are, are successful, that spills over into other parts of their life and they grow in their career and they grow in their family and they just grow as a person in general. And so I think it's awesome to see that you've been able to make that change as well. Yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, it's really been a great change and, uh, you know, being happy with yourself will change so many more outcomes. Um, you know, cause you know, when I was heavier and when I was, I was in a miserable place and it, you know, it, it went right into life. It went into, you know, home life and that kind of thing. And it made it, you know, not, not good at times. And, um, just because of my mindset and now that it's changing, it's just making it so much easier and, you know, try to have a new outlook on life and, um, not so negative. And like I said, um, and that's really starting to help and, and do better for not just fitness, not just exercise, but everything. So I want to move a little bit into like the, um, you know, the plan that made you successful, the, uh, path that you took that made you so successful. So you hit kind of, uh, for lack of better term, like rock bottom at at the 386. And from there, where do you go? Like I'm 386. I'm almost close. I'm close to 400. I got to make a change. What's day one look like? Um, just started in the gym and started doing some workouts. And like I said, you know, being an athlete, I knew, you know, different, different types of workouts. Uh, I don't myself personally, I don't like diets. I don't like, um, you know, work kind of like, I'm not a big online video watching workout type of person. Um, so I kind of would just make stuff up in my head, like, uh, I always hit cardio, uh, and that would be in the form of like either the elliptical or the bike. Uh, and I would do that. And I still do that every day. Um, I get cardio in, um, and then I started adding, you know, some weight stuff here and there that I could do again and, um, building up and, you know, I started lightweight and you just have to keep adding it. It doesn't really matter what the weights are and like what, I mean, like a lot of people think you have to go into a gym and have to lift all these weights and all this and all that. And it's really just do what your body is able to do um, and what you feel comfortable doing. Um, And some people need, you know, to have a structured routine or a structured weight, you know, routine. Um, And that's okay too. But mine was more, I had to get my food right too um, with the gym. So Day one was fixing the food I was eating, looking at the food I was eating. Um, portion control was huge. Like I would, I wasn't a big sweet person. I never ate a lot of sweets and a lot of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I like, like, you know, hamburgers and hot dogs and steaks and like. And when I would eat it, I would, you know, it would be you know two hamburgers, not just one. It would be, you know, three four hot dogs, not just one. You know. And, and that was my biggest problem is like the amount of food I was taking in. And and I really never realized how much it was until I sat back and really, you know, started to monitor it. Um, you know, I would track it on my phone, my calorie intake and that kind of stuff. And I was like, wow, you know, you don't realize the little things that you're eating, how much impact they have on you. Um, and those kind of things until you start tracking it and seeing the numbers in front of you. How much, uh, how many calories do you think you're eating at your heaviest? Like just rough guess. Uh, I was probably over 3000 calories. Yeah. You know, just, you know, and that was coming from, I was eating like tons of rice, uh, you know, and I, I would make, the, I mean, the food was, you know, wasn't, I wasn't going to McDonald's every day, but I would go. And then, but when I wouldn't, you know, I ate two quarter pounders, you know, I would eat, you know, a lot of food and, and the snacks were a big part of it, like chips here and there and, uh, this food there, you know, 
and just picking at night. And that, that was a hard part. That was, I think where I gained a lot of my weight was like picking and just not, and just going up for seconds and that kind of stuff. So how did you make that change? Did you use some kind of um, program? Did you do some research to figure out, you know, how you should be eating or a way of eating that worked for you? Um, you know, I watched some videos on YouTube about, you know, um, food intake, um, talked with my doctors, um, uh, different stuff. Uh, I was using my fitness pal to, you know, track, you know, my, what calories, you know, how many calories a day I should be doing. Uh, and then I meal prepped and I would meal prep a lot. Like I would meal prep usually lunches and dinners just so that way it was, um, it was easy for me to grab food and just eat it and not have to, uh, worry about, you know, cooking it and all those kind of things. Um, and then I knew what my intake was going to be that day for, you know, that meal. Um, you know, I'm a type of person I can eat the same foods every day for a week. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't, that doesn't bother me. Like after a couple of weeks of it, yeah, I have to change it up and, you know, switch it around. But I kind of just stick with certain foods I know and just, you know, kind of, just do that. Um, and not everybody is that way and not everybody can do that, but, um, I just found it easier for me that if I knew I was eating chicken and broccoli and rice, that that was going to be my meal for that week, you know, um, so now. Is that, is that what your food take intake looks like? Mostly like a standard kind of like bodybuilding type way of eating where it's like a lot of like uh lean meat rice and vegetables or um do you subscribe to any type of any like keto or or paleo or any of that kind of stuff um no i i pick and choose from a lot of them like i i follow a lot of keto stuff um just because if i find a recipe that i like i'll try it and do it but i don't say i'm like full like i'm not full keto nothing like that um but like here and there, I'll find recipes that I like and that kind of stuff and make those. Um, now that after surgery, it's been even, you know, because like my my portion control is really down because I, I just can't eat that much. But I weigh now I just weigh everything I eat because okay. um, I, I want to I can only eat like four ounces at a time and stuff like that. So I really am watching that. So I um, I bought a, you know, a scale and I just weigh everything like and just keep everything in like the you know, that four ounce um frame and just stick with that yeah. um but when before i had surgery i was just trying to stay under i think it was like two thousand calories um and that and just try to stick with that um i really lightened up on eating a lot of carbs and those kind of things like that that really helped drop the weight. And I mean, I had my cheat meals. I, I, I did, but I just lowered them in moderation. Like, um, we would have family night and we do like pizzas on Fridays and watch a movie. Well, and then, so a play a local place here, they do like mini pizzas. Mm -hmm. So I'd get like a mini pizza instead of getting like a medium or a large, I would just have this mini, mini, uh, mini one. It was like four slices, um, but I was still getting that pizza, but it was just in a small dose. Yeah. So eating that few calories, like staying under 2000 calories, like to me, I mean, it's, you know, it's uh, different for everybody, but that's like not a lot of food. Like mm -hmm. if I'm eating that low, you know, I'm very, um, very hungry. So did, was there ever a time that you tried to, um, increase calories or reverse diet or, um, you know, like build your metabolism in that way where you could get more food? Um, I no, I really didn't. I stuck with that plan, uh, cause it was working for me. So I really yeah. didn't want to mess with it. Um, I know there was a time when I stayed at I think I got from like 386 to 340 and I was there for like five months and it was like, like the dreaded, you know, plateau. Um, and no matter what I tried, like I tried uh, intermittent fasting, I tried um, all the, like I, 
I tried the intermittent fasting. That was about the only thing I did differently. Um, but nothing really, you know, it worked a little bit, but it was like very frustrating. And then all of a sudden, you know, I, it started going down again. Like, so you have to just stick with it. Like I could have given up at that point because it was, you know, um, and usually I did, but like people, like I was talking to on Instagram and that kind of stuff, they're like, no, 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 just stick with it. You, you, you can do this, you can do this. And that's where that community comes in. Um, yeah. It helps you to not quit. Like usually I would, um, you know, but that's where that came in and like really pushed me. And all of a sudden, you know, it didn't let me drop my confidence and like the weight just keep slowly coming off. Yeah. So one thing that I, I do want to bring up, like this is, you know, um, I'm in no way an expert or dietitian or anything like that, but one I guess to say mistake that I see a lot of people make when they start their journey is, you know, they, they've yo-yo dieted a bunch of times. They've tried it a bunch of times. And th- and I'm speaking from experience. This was, this was me, but like I'm 300 plus pounds and I go to eat in a di- eat a diet and I have to eat, you know, I'm barely losing weight at 2000 calories or I'm, you know, I got to cut my calories down to 1800 to lose weight well the problem with that is you run out of places to go you know your body adapts and you have to keep dropping calories well you can only drop your calories so low before you're literally starving yourself and you can't keep up so what i suggest to a lot of people is is one strength training to build muscle and two like you know i I guess the best name for it would be reverse dieting trying to while you're strength training adding calories and and that's what i've done for myself and i mean i'm six foot two thirty, and eating 3000 calories a day. Like I'm losing weight, you know, like, so to my maintenance is like 32, 3,400 calories, like somewhere around in there, but that's taken me time to build up. The good thing about that is if I want to cut weight, then if I drop my calories, 500, I'm at like, I'm still eating 2,700 calories a day and it takes no time to drop 10 pounds, you know? Like, so I think a lot of people make that mistake. They have sort of a damaged metabolism for, from chronic dieting for a long time and their metabolism is so low, they have nowhere else to go. So I I think that hurts a lot of people. Um, and just something to think about in your journey. But, um, one of the things I was most curious about your journey is you lost 90 pounds before surgery, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So at that point, what made you have the surgery? Because you've had so much success um, before having it. What made you still continue on with it? Um, I knew getting to 300 wasn't like that was still going to be too heavy for my body. Yeah. Um, And I knew, you know, I lost 90 pounds and I knew I needed that extra. I needed an extra tool. And Mm -hmm. um. I did my research, like I, you know, I, I spent a long time before even talking to my doctor, like looking into surgeries and what it is, and knowing that it's not the like I went into it knowing it was a tool, like mm-hmm. something to help me, like, um, and not that it was a quick, easy way to just drop weight to look good, yeah. like, um, and I think some people have that picture in their head when they hear weight loss surgery, it's just the, Oh, you're just doing it. So you lose weight quick. And like, I'm like, no, I mean like the stuff that I went in, like I, you know, spent a year and a half losing weight before I even talked to my doctor about it. Like, you know, and I think if you go into the, with the right mindset, Mm -hmm. um, and I knew I was going to need help after losing a certain amount of weight just because, you know, your body just needs that extra help. Like it gets to a point where it's like, it it's not going to just keep losing it. Um, and like you said, your, your body's going to get used to eating 2000 and then you got to drop again. And, you know, I looked at what I was eating at 2000. And I was like, wow, this isn't really a lot. Uh, like you were saying. And um, I just looked at it and, and I talked with my primary care doctor and, asked her what she felt if she felt it was good for me or not and like her opinion um and you have to trust your doctors and know um what they're telling you is a you know is good for you and knowing that 
if they have the right mind too. And she felt it was the best, cho- a good choice for me to do to help me continue on my, you know, journey. Um, but like I said, we had a, you have to do a six month, like with my insurance company, you have to do a six month um, dietitian and meet with di- like the surgeon and um, help go through this process. And the dietitian was great to have. Uh, like I learned so much about food and intake and um, preparing myself for surgery um, with her um, and what was good and what was bad and what I needed to cut out more of, uh, you know, and they were very, very helpful in that process. Um, and that's why I went with the surgery was because I knew I just needed that extra help and that extra tool to further my journey and to uh, get to where I needed to be uh, for my goals. So you're a little in a little different spot than most people that I've talked to because they um, are usually like a year or two out, if not more from surgery. So this is like fresh on your mind. Like you just had it, what, like a month ago? Yeah. November 12th. I had it. Yeah. So um, with that said, what was surgery like if there's someone who, you know, is getting ready to have surgery or thinking about it, can you kind of give them a rundown of, you know, the process, what it entails, the recovery, that kind of stuff? Yeah. Um, I did a, I had to do a two week, uh, I had to start two weeks before surgery. I had to do a liquid diet, um, which prepares your body and kind of gets things ready for the surgery. Um, and I, I, I got, it wasn't the easiest. It was, it was really difficult. And at least, and especially like the first four days, I would say four or five days, it was like really tricky because your body's just not used to just liquids. And, you know, uh, I would say go into it, prepare, prep, uh, make sure you have everything you need before you start the liquid diet. So that way you're not having to always run to a store or, um, think, Oh, what do I need next? Uh, you know, I had the protein shakes, uh, I had cream of chicken soup, uh, and those kind of things. Um, but I stuck to the diet and I think a lot of people that sometimes have issues don't stick to it. Um, and then they have issues from that, but, um, you know, the two week liquid diet, I stayed um, and I worked out the whole time. Like every, I was out every morning doing my workout, Um, and that I kept my protein up with my protein shakes and those kind of things. So I wasn't, you know, running on empty. Um, but, uh, I think going to the gym and everything helped me with recovery, um, and everything. Cause, uh, I got up the, like the day of surgery, I was like first surgery early, early in the morning. Um, and I went through, you know, waking up from the anesthesia and then, they rolled me in my room and I actually, I walked into the room to my bed because they were like, do you want to get up? And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll walk. And later that day I was walking the halls of the hospital, like just wanting to move. Um, you know, I honestly, I really didn't have any pain from surgery. Um, there was, you know, a little bit, the normal, you'll get like gassy and that kind of stuff from, from surgery. But, um, I really didn't have like, pain where they did the surgery or the incisions. I really didn't go through any of that. I stayed, um, my doctor, my surgeon, I stayed in the hospital for two days. It's what their two nights is what their recommendation is. Some are, it's funny how, when I talk to certain people, like all different people is it's so different from surger surgeon to surgeon of what they recommend. Like some are one night, some are two nights. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, the biggest thing was like, she wanted me to get up and move and walk. And so I would go and walk three, four times, uh, the hallways in the, in the hospital, they had like a, almost made a loop. So I would just do loops and, um, just keep walking. And I think that really helped when I got home from, um, from the hospital, uh, every day I would go out and like walk outside. It wasn't too, too bad yet. And then when it got really cold, I would go into our gymnasium and walk the basketball court. Um, and I would just walk for, you know, and I built it up. I started slow and you got to start slow and you got to build on it. Um, trying to do too much at one time would not be helpful because, uh, and it would, you know, 
so I just started small and I just worked up and just, you know, did a little bit more every day and just kept building that up. What was, uh, eating like for the first time after surgery? Uh, very strange. Like in, it's still, it's a learning curve right now, even, uh, just trying to learn, uh, when you're, when you feel that little bit of full stop. Uh, and, and that, that's the biggest key. Uh, I think learning from surgery is that, you know, growing up, I was taught, you know, clean your plate, finish your food, finish, you know, uh, and now I have to like, look at my plate and go, okay, I don't need this extra. I'm, you know, my stomach feels full. I should, I just need to stop. And, um, that's the biggest thing I'm learning right now is how to handle that. Um, and, um, working on the, the mental part of it, I think is a little bit harder than the physical part for me. Uh, just that my body's, you know, my mind's like saying, Oh, you got to finish your plate, but I really don't. Yeah, absolutely. And the mental part is the, um, hard part for the majority of people really, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, that's, you know, that is the toughest part in my opinion. Um, so what are your, so you've lost 120 plus pounds now. What are your goals moving forward? Uh, they, um, they set up a goal for me to hit, uh, I think, uh, my goal weight for a year is 230 or 233 or something like that. So, um, next November, that's where they would like me to be is, um, they think that would be the, the best weight for my body, um, to be, uh, so, um, that's what I'm shooting for um, in a, my long-term goal. Uh, my short-term goals are just, you know, each day to, you know, lose a little bit, but to keep working. And um, like I said, just, uh, you know, work on going to the gym, work on um, those, you know, three, four pounds a time, you know, you know, at a time. And, I've started using a new app that kind of tracks a little bit better for people that had the weight loss surgery. So mm-hmm. um, it kind of sets it up that you plug it in and it'll say, you know, you're close to your goal. You're not close to your goal. Um, but just taking it day by day and, you know, just trying to be better. Yeah. I, th- I mean, uh, I think those are good goals. I mean, you have a weight loss goal and then you have uh, goals to just improve yourself day by day. So, um, this is the, this is the question that I ask everybody. Last question. If you could give the listeners one simple weight loss tip or one simple tip to improve their journey, uh, what would that be? Uh, don't compare yourself to all the other people doing this weight loss journey. Like focus on your yourself and what you're doing. Um, you can take recommendations from them. You can see like what meal plans or what exercises they're doing. But the biggest thing is you, you, you've got to do you. Um, and you can't compare yourself to what the other person or other people are doing. Um, because everybody's body is so different and so, um, not the same and they're not going to have the same results. And if you start to try to compare yourself with everybody else, it's just going to lead you to want to, to give up because you're not hitting what they're hitting or they're not, you're not doing what they're doing. And, and that's not, when I stopped doing that, I started seeing more results because I was focused on me and not what this person or that person was doing. Yeah. And that was the number one piece of advice on our top 10 list, you know, from last week is, is stop comparing. And I think the thing about it is everybody's bodies and mindset and their weight loss and their fitness journey are so, uh, individualized and so different And what you're capable of, uh, accomplishing, like comes in different ways, you know, like the way I might look at a certain weight and you are, are different or the way that, you know, how fast I lose weight and you lose weight on the exact same diet are different. And so there's no way that you can equally compare like apples to apples, the the Mm -hmm. two people's journeys and people get so invested in that. And 
you know, I've been trying, I've been thinking about that. And one thing that I've kind of come to is it's fine to have a goal that is similar Mm -hmm. to someone else's. Like, you know, you see people say all the time, like body goals or couple goals or something like that. Like, it's fine to have goals like that and to, you know, think like the progress that someone else has made is awesome. You just can't compare that in the exact same way. You can say, Hey, I want to reach this point like this person did, but you can't expect to have the same journey to that point that they have. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, your own journey is going to be your own. Oh yeah, definitely. And I, I said, uh, that's common straight from experience. Like years ago, I would, you know, see these people on doing, you know, the transformation Tuesday and be like, Oh, I, I want to do that so bad. And then, you know, try to mimic what they were doing so bad. And then I wasn't seeing those results. And then it was like, you know, you know, why bother doing this if it's not going to work? And then, you know, it would sabotage myself. And um, so just learning from that, like learning from those experiences, I had to just focus on what I was doing. um, And it helped tremendously. Awesome, man. So let these uh, let the listeners know where they can find you on social media, where they can come and uh, get some inspiration and follow along on your journey. Uh, I am on Instagram at Maddie's daddy, uh, underscore VSG. Now it, I changed it up a little bit since the surgery. Um, but yeah, I come on, you know, follow message me. Uh, if you have any questions, you know, I always tell, just ask questions. It's the biggest thing too. It's, it's just get, you know, if you, if you don't know something, you got to ask and find out. And, you know, there's a lot of people on there that's willing to help out and, uh, guide other people. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, again, man, I want to thank you for being on the show. I want to thank you for sharing your story. I know that uh, it will definitely provide some inspiration and some tips uh, to other people who hear it. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. All right, folks. So that is it. That is the end of the show. Thanks again to Jeremy for coming on. And uh, make sure that you guys check out the Hungry for Success uh, weight loss community or Hungry for Success community on Facebook. Uh, Look that up or uh, DM me and I can shoot you the link. Uh, Jeremy's in there. Everybody's in there participating. So check that out. And uh, we will see you next week with another awesome episode. So stay hungry, friends.